0: This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete refuah shuleyma and speedy recovery of Sha'ul ben Brita and Dalit Bas Shoshana. This week's Parsha Perspective is in memory of Shlomo ben Edward and Edward ben Shoal. May their souls be uplifted and their memories a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is sponsored by Yoram and Yael Cohen and family. May Hashem bless them with much health, success, and happiness. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Fayikra as we begin the third Sefer, the third book of the Torah. Most of this Sefer speaks about the work, the Avodah, that the Kohanim did in the Mishkan and in the Hamikdash. Our Parsha begins with the first time Hashem speaks to Misha from within the Mishkan, from within the Oil Maid. He relates to Misha how to perform the various Karbanis, the various sacrifices the Shlamim, the peace offering, the Chattas, the sin offering, the Oila, the burnt offering, and many others. However, a question comes to mind. The second Pesach of the Parsha writes, Adam ki mikem karben laHashem behema, es When a person brings a sacrifice from amongst you to God, from animals, from cattle, and from flock, they shall bring their sacrifice. Why does the pasuk write that a sacrifice must be from either animals, cattle, and flock? Why doesn't it just write mena from animals as a general term for all the different sacrifices? Rashi on this pasuk explains that the Torah repeats itself to exclude the non-permitted animals. The pasuk says min habehema from animals as a general term and then adds habakar flock to teach us that only domesticated animals can be sacrificed. The pasuk then adds hatsoin the sheep to teach us that domestic animals that harm people are not allowed to be offered. However, the Lubavitch Rebbe gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He quotes the Zayar that explains that the Torah tells us three categories of animals to teach us that anyone could bring a sacrifice to God. Whether a person can afford a large ox or just a small sheep, their carbine, their sacrifice will be accepted by Hashem. The Rebbe explains that we are not only talking about physical wealth, but spiritual wealth as well. Whether a righteous person is bringing the carbon pesach their pesach sacrifice or a person is bringing a sin offering a chatas for his past misdeeds, God accepts them all the same. For the Mishkan and Beit Hamikdash is the one place where all Jews were represented equally before God. The Rebbe continues that because we unfortunately do not have a Mishkan or Basin Hamikdash today, we must create our own space for God in our lives. And since we are all Hashem's God's children we can and should have a personal relationship no matter our observance level. For once the entire Jewish nation recognizes Hashem's oneness and glory, we will merit the ultimate redemption and the coming of Mashiach. This lesson is ever more prevalent as we strenuously prepare for the holiday of Pesach. Because we have a custom to do Ma'ezchitim, to give money to those who are less fortunate to enjoy and celebrate their holiday of Pesach as well, we cannot celebrate the freedom of a nation when some feel left behind. So if you can, donate to your local rabbi or charity organization to assist those who need help to celebrate the holiday of freedom. So in our daily life, we must understand that the Jewish nation is inherently connected and therefore our physical and spiritual future lies in every Jewish person's hand. And therefore we must be kind and compassionate towards each other even if the other person is not deserving of such kindness. We cannot stand still when we know a person requires assistance for that is a true way of connecting with God and bringing closer the ultimate redemption. There is an amazing quote by Rabbi Sachs of Blessed Memory. God has given us many universes of faith, but only one world in which we live together. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos.